Hello and welcome to the Managing Uncertainty Podcast. I'm Brian Strausser, Principal and Chief Executive here at BrightPath. And in episode 163, I want to talk about the after-action process, but I want to talk about it in a little different way. I think we've talked about the after-action process before, but the whole reason we do these things, the whole reason we conduct an after-action meeting or meetings and we write an after-action report or a lessons learned report, and the whole reason that government agencies publish after-action and lessons learned reports after major situations is so that we learn something from these emergencies, these disasters, these disruptions, these critical incidents that we've all involved in. And that allows us to understand the history of how our thinking has evolved, about how our doctrine has evolved, and how our current practices have come to be. And that allows us in the next disaster to make original mistakes. Now, I think of myself as a student of history, and my oldest daughter, who is 11 this year, has become really interested in history. And my younger daughter is less interested in history. She's much more interested in being a pop star, Um, but she's nine. And my younger daughter said, why do you like history so much to me? Because she just didn't understand. And I said, well, hon, I want to make new and original mistakes in my life. And by understanding the mistakes that we've made in the past, I can focus my actions in a different way. And it's the same for incident command and for emergency management and for law enforcement and for fire and for EMS and for any of these disciplines, even if they're outside of the emergency services, even your corporate crisis management team, you're going to make mistakes as an organization. We want to find those mistakes in exercises, if we can, but we also want to learn mistakes even from the disruptions that we deal with every day. And that allows us to go out and make new original mistakes because we have learned the lessons of the past. I say all of this in the context of having recently read a couple of the initial investigative reports of the tragedy of the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And we all know one of the elements of the story is that the police didn't act for quite some time. And it frustrates me to read these reports. And we can argue about were there other actions that could have been taken. We could argue about the physical security of the school. We could argue about is law enforcement prepared? Should an 18-year-old be able to buy a firearm? These are all things we can have good policy-based discussion around. But what's unequivocal to me is we learned the lesson of inaction in an incident like this in the late 1990s in Colorado at the Columbine tragedy. And what we learned, one of the biggest lessons learned coming out of that is that the idea of setting a perimeter in an active shooter, active assailant incident, and awaiting for a specialized team to enter the building resulted in more lives lost. And over the last 20 some years, our doctrine through multiple lessons learned of multiple incidents has evolved to we're going to confront the actor, the active assailant with lethal force as quickly as possible. In the case of what happened in Uvalde, there'll be more investigations to come, but the team there, the leadership there did not make 
original mistakes. They didn't learn the lessons of the past. And that's why we so emphasize having an effective after action process, writing a clear after action report with clear recommendations and action items, and then taking actions to mitigate and deal with those lessons learned so that next time around, we have changed our doctrine, we have practiced our changes, we have talked through how to do it, we have exercised it, and in the next disruption, in the next disaster, we will make original mistakes. That's it for this edition of the Managing Uncertainty Podcast. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Be well.